pushes a bunt to third. James to first. He's out. What a way to end it. And what a way to end a drought. Mississippi State, the national champions, destroying Vanderbilt 9-0. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Put It in the Vault podcast. I am August Fort, alongside Ernest. I'm here. Phil. Rock Chalk, Jayhawk. Bates. I'm also here. <laughs> Bates, you getting uncreative with your with your intro? I got to save it for the the meat of the. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. You don't want to get you don't want to give too much away at the beginning. Exactly. Too. All right, Bates. Let's start with you and two brothers on Friday night. What's our analysis of? what the general population tends to do on Friday nights. They like to go out and have a good time. <laughs> did you go out and have a good time? I went out. I sure did. And, uh, yeah, I did great job by the Two Brothers establishment. They had lots of different good areas. Uh, you know, we kind of sifted and cycled between those. Um, you know, it was, a, it was an experience I'm glad I had. Did you learn? I, I, it was, I, I'll it learn. was a learning experience. I think it was yeah. a learning experience, too. I personally, like... I, I still can't believe you went. Ernest said I can't. Ernest said he can't believe I went, but I was like, I can't believe Bates went, and I went because Bates went. <laughs> Me and Bates were trying to analyze the entire situation. So, w- was there anything that you were like shocked you? I guess not really. I guess it's just was it what, what you expected? Because for me, I guess it was kind of what I expected, but you know, it was kind of like I was kind of like, where's the fun? You know. I, yeah, that, that's actually a really good way to put it. It's exactly what I was, uh, was looking, uh, what I was expecting to see, but then just, you know, it didn't translate to why. I couldn't figure out the why. The what was there, the why, didn't understand that. Ernest, what did you think about me and Bates on Friday night? Uh, I was surprised that y'all went out. Uh, so, I mean, you, you know, it's good to get out of your comfort zone every now and then and try things. Uh, obviously, I don't think you should try everything, but uh, that <laughs> this is one of those things where, I mean, no, like no, no harm, no foul type of thing. So uh, it's good to see y'all out there. Uh, maybe we can get y'all out again, and uh, maybe when I'm 21, we'll all go out then. Exactly. Bates, were you uh, boozing it on. Friday night? I they gave me a nice cup of water and I chewed on the ice all night. No, that was the best part. the The cup was the a cup game. gave me confidence. It was in a game changer. I, I could do nothing, and then they gave me a cup of water and. That was a game changer, wasn't it? Oh, it absolutely was. It didn't have to be. I I had one drink. I I did cave and have one. Let's go. Cranberry vodka. (laughs) Yeah, it was was all right. Uh, No, actually, it was good. But, you know, I was... You can't do what these people do out there sober. That's that's one thing for sure. It's definitely not designed for people like, you know, me and Bates. Or, you know... Yeah. Ernest, you you don't really drink either. I I mean... And uh, I'm just both different. Like, I can go... (laughs) And... I could talk to you sober, uh, or I could talk to you with a drink or two of me, but I mean, I don't have to be drunk to talk to girls, so, you know. How many women did you talk to? I don't know, maybe like four or five. I was like, I think I counted at least five. Five that I saw. Yeah. None of them worked out. It's all right. It's a game of numbers, right? Uh, no. It's just, uh, well, I, 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 I guess kind of. You got more compliments from guys and girls, right? I did. I had three different dudes compliment me on my shirt. Girls don't like giving out compliments. Like it, like if I'm not sure if, if they feel like it's taking away power from them or something. I don't know. But I got complimented by three dudes. And one you? of them was a grown man. He was like, <laughs> I like your shirt. So well, to be fair, like, it was a nice shirt. What was yeah, the dress? It was like a vertical striped shirt. Like I don't know how. Bates, ba- ba- your your outfit was 
you know, yeah. Bates felt like he was overdressed, but I felt like you. Yeah, that was a bit much. If I could redo it, I'd, I'd go down a little bit. Like uh, we saw Houston out there in the jersey, I'd have felt much more comfortable in the state jersey that was uh, on the table. No, I yeah. think we stood out in a good way though, because especially Isaac. Isaac was dripped out as well, and Mary complimented Isaac on that. Um, I think it's but like what do you mean we stood out, stood out in a good like obviously As just no like, girls came up and approached us. <laughs> that's not how it works. Girls are not going to approach you, bro. Like unless you're Brad Pitt or Drake, like a girl's not going to walk. Prince Charming. I mean, or that, but yeah, girls aren't going to walk up to you. Like if you'd gone up to a girl and started talking, the outfit would have been noticed. Because like I think Isaac mentioned, like a lot of these people do this on a regular basis, so they just wear a shirt and shorts, whereas. If they see you're more dressed up, that's gonna like show more like effort or whatnot, and some girls might go for that. So it, I mean, it just boosts your chances of having like a, a good good interaction. So of the nearby spots, Bates, we saw two bros. Uh, we didn't really go anywhere else, but if you were able to examine the other spots, do you think two bros is just a better setup? Some of the places just like shacks. Oh, they're all shacks. Just two bros, the biggest shack that has a little. <laughs> yes. Yes. Outside area next to it. So, yeah, you had the gravel lot. You also had downstairs, then you had the upstairs. So, I think, you know, you could move if one area was kind of getting stale. That's the thing I like most about it. Uh, you know, but if we were at some other establishments, you got one room. You know, you're in or you're out. Yeah. That's all it was. So, I like the, I like the setup two brothers had. What about, what, one more question about this. So, as far as, like, strength and numbers, what do the numbers need to be? We had four. Like, is... You need at least three, or what do we think, I think about that? I think probably three would be ideal. Uh, four, four, you know, worked. Um, uh, four out gives you the option to break off into two and two, which I think has its advantages for sure. Uh, but you de- you definitely don't want to go in with less than three, I would say. Uh, I mean, you can do two. Uh, I'd be confident going out there with just somebody else, like in case I want it, because girls are in numbers and could like for safety reasons so that's understandable but uh like two of the talks i guess i had with the girl um like the other friend wanted to go do something else or whatnot whereas like if i had another guy with me (coughs) isaac (coughs) to entertain that other girl um you know maybe she wouldn't have gotten dragged away by her friend so i think two is sufficient if y'all know what you're doing and like can pick up on like three or four would be nice to like you could like engage the entire room with three or four people i can say you need at least three because one goes off to approach a girl and you it's one of the situations where one guy stay behind you know you want you don't want them to be so low yeah you kind of want to have those two there so Ernest, what did the girl say when you said let me buy you a drink uh, one girl said she was down, but her friend was not getting any attention or whatnot. I'm not sure what the vibe was with her, but she was just like, let's just go. And she was like hesitant to leave, uh, but her friend was pulling her. And I mean, like the friends are always going to win out over some random guy you just met. So What about the girl you went up to and said, let me get you a Snapchat? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> Cause I was trying. Is that to the girl the that said, area. "I'll think about it"? Yeah, and then Bates, <laughs> oh I think, saw like two Tinder. Yeah, that was on her she phone. was talking to another guy. Ernest approaches her. Yeah, Ernest is walking away. Uh, you know, after they talk for a little bit, and she like pulls up her phone to like pull out her flashlight. Yeah, and I, all I saw was Tinder notifications on her home screen. <laughs> it, it was my personal highlight of the night. Yeah, Bates, Bates, a Hawkeye in there. Good job, Bates. But it was definitely a fun experience. Uh, I'm so glad Bates went. It was learning. 
basically it's kind of like machine learning type. This is just input for the algorithm, right? Yeah, the more trial runs that are done, the better output that will come in the future. 100%. So that was fun. Let's move into football. We got a lot of big games coming up this week, but let's recap some of the ones from this week. Our game versus Bowling Green, we won 45-14. I thought the offense looked great. Thought Will was pushing the ball downfield more. But, you know, my biggest thing is I want to see the offense do this versus an SEC team. I think we've proven the offense is good versus non-SEC teams. I just want to see us do it versus an SEC team. And another takeaway being that 52-yard field goal we hit. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I, I thought we – I couldn't remember in my lifetime, but apparently Jace Chrisman hit one in Tennessee – yeah, that was. I don't remember that game. I don't remember hitting that field but goal, I, but I, I blocked that game out. <laughs> okay, I have no memory of it. Phil, what were your biggest takeaways from my win yes yesterday versus Bowling Green? Uh, stellar offensive play. Will Rogers was like actually moving in the pocket some, and you know that's as surprising as that is. It was Bowling Green again, uh, so that that has to be stated. But with him having pretty much feet stuck in the mud every single time he's in the pocket. Seeing him on his second touchdown throw of the game, kind of move his feet a little bit, get away from the defender, and make a nice pass to the running back, streaking down the seam for a touchdown was pretty cool to see. The field goal was electric. Uh, I was holding my breath. It's probably the most excited I was the whole game when we drilled that field goal. I'm not even going to joke with you. But, yeah, I mean, great great team effort. Bates. Yeah, I mean, same thing. Everything we talked about last week, what we wanted to see. We saw it. We saw it pretty much, you know. <laughs> hey, great call and holding up for the field goal. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you got to get the confidence going somewhere. Uh, and I, I really do like Raven back there. His mixed uh, extra point last week, you know, still stands out. But uh, I think he should be the guy moving forward taking our kicks. Good. Ernest, um, did you, you have any big takeaways? I also want to point out I'm very impressed with Ernest that although he did not go to the game, I came back and he had all three TVs on legitimate games. That made me so happy when Ernest had all the right games on when I walked in. I was honestly more impressed he knew how to work all three TVs. Proud dad moment. Yeah, I was so proud, dude. I, that was the best moment of the day for me was seeing Ernest have all the TVs on the right stuff when I walked in. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm I'm slowly learning, getting there. But um, I like the just how we're moving the ball down the field. Uh, there weren't a lot of three and outs. Uh, I also like that we saw a Sawyer, even though it was just for one drive. Uh, I don't think Will should have been in it at all that entire fourth quarter, but um, we looked okay. Uh, we definitely uh, could have done a little bit better, I feel like, but um, I'm just hoping that we do well next week hosting AM. Uh, that's going to be a rough four game stretch and. Uh, yeah, we're gonna get. We'll get into that a little bit later. It would be a huge stretch for us. But speaking of A and M, A and M in Arkansas yesterday, I thought that was a. It was kind of a wild game, kind of back and forth. Really felt like A and M had no business winning that football game, but they ended up on top, and that went in Dallas. Bates, do you have any major conclusions from Arkansas or Texas A and M based on that game yesterday? I mean, they're both solid teams. Uh... I don't think Arkansas took the step forward from last year that kind of looked like they had through the first couple of weeks of the year. Um, and A&M's not a dead-in-the-water team either. Uh, they're both pretty comparable to where they were last year. So, uh, us getting to play on back-to-back weeks here, you know, you got to like our chances in those games, but they will be battles. I think it, being at home is massive. Uh, us catching these two teams at home is really big, really big for us. Phil, what I know last, last week you – Said both teams suck, and you're probably going to have that same conclusion. Is that true? I guess. I'm 
a little bit more surprised that there was a little, like a little heart in the fight from A and M. I thought once they got down fourteen nothing, uh, you could stick a fork in them and they were done. But they were kind of really sparked by KJ Jefferson thinking he was prime or Heisman Cam Newton diving from the four yard line to try to score a touchdown that led to one of the wackiest uh, fumble return touchdowns I've ever seen. So A and M was really fortunate to come out of there with a win. Arkansas played about as bad as you could have outside of the first quarter. Um, I don't really know what the takeaways are from this game for either team, but maybe maybe A&M's looking at themselves in the mirror thinking, oh, we're not so bad after all. You see, and, and they're about to come into Starkville and, and not know what's going to hit them. Yeah, I, I just think I, I think you nailed it saying that Arkansas kind of played as bad as they could have, and, and they did. You know, A&M had a defensive touchdown, and Arkansas had – I mean, they would have had a 25-yard field goal if it wasn't for the snap. And they, then they had a 40-yard field goal, which is still – I mean, that's very makeable. Yeah. 40 yards is very makeable. And it, you know, was inches from going in. So you got to feel like A&M survived. And if they – I still think Jimbo's – he's this is a really big game for Jimbo Fisher and Starkville. I mean, because barely won last week. If they would have lost, and this – this would have been a must-win game. I still think it's almost must-win for Jimbo as much money they poured into that program to get where they are. Yeah, but I, I'm not overly intimidated by AM. I think AM's I do think AM's got the players, obviously. They've got good athletes. And I think their defense is, you know, fa- fairly good. I think their defense is fairly good. But yeah, that was that was an interesting game. Ernest Florida. Your boy AR-15 put up 450 yards and a loss. Got any conclusion from that? I mean, this just lets me know that he can throw the ball, which is good. Um, That's his decision-making, yeah, because, uh, I mean, he's a running quarterback. But his decision-making needs to get better. I think that uh, – uh, but uh, Hendon Hooker uh, – Heisman? Also, I, no, I don't think so. I think it's more so like Brock Bowers uh, – uh, Brock Powers, Bryce Young, more so. But I mean, he's probably like top ten right now, maybe. Uh, Hendon Hooker is a very good quarterback. I yeah, think he will play in the NFL. Yeah. He throws a very nice ball. I think Hendon Hooker's a. I think he's legit. Yeah, we'll yeah. see more from that. And I mean, he's just as much in the Heisman talk as anyone is at this point. It's real early. But oh yeah, it's, it's wide open. But I, I, I'm just saying, I think Hendon Hooker is is a yeah, legit no, he's quarterback. Actually, yeah. Like, he's yeah. way better. I think one of the biggest debates you can have is, you know, right now, who are you taking, Arkansas or Tennessee? I'm taking Tennessee. I think Hendon Hooker's – I'm a big believer in K.J. Jefferson, but I think Hendon Hooker's just got a different element. I'm, I'm with you on passing that. Game. Yeah. I think SEC quarterback tier goes number one, Hendon Hooker, number two, Bryce Young, three, uh, K.J. Jefferson. In that, terms of what they mean to their team and, yeah. and what they can contribute uh, offensively, Hendon Hooker is as good as anybody in the SEC. Yeah, I don't lot, think that's too hot of a take to say, really. A lot of credit to the fans at Tennessee yesterday too. That that was really good. Yeah, great. really, really cool environment. And you know that's gonna build all year. Hey, have Bam at home this year. You know this has been a, Tennessee the past. Guess you could say decade has been a lot of expectations, a lot of anticipation, kind of just not been there. Last couple of years they've kind of been building. A little bit overconfident, not been there. I think this Tennessee team is at least gonna. They're often they're kind of like some of these old Ole Miss teams. They're all they're often gonna keep them where they can beat an Alabama potentially at home. Yeah, uh, I didn't realize so. how old Hooker was though. Like he's like twenty four years old. He or transferred something. from somewhere. Where yeah, did he? I don't remember where he came from, but he's 
Yeah, he's had a lot of time to develop his skill set. Yeah. So, and you know, Florida, Tennessee kind of dominated. I thought Tennessee kind of controlled that game. Yeah. Florida kind of tried to hang around. Tennessee's defense kind of got gashed a couple times by Richardson, who I thought Richardson, he had a good game. Can't yeah. blame him. He yeah, played. I agree. Yeah. He Richardson, stood out. Yeah. And I still think, you know, I think Florida's, they, they have a pretty tough schedule this year. I think the East is stronger. I think Napier's going to be a fairly decent coach in the conference. Um, but, yeah, I thought – we talked last week about that. I said Tennessee's – He needs his guys to come into his system. Yeah, yeah. Dan it's Mullen left first, him with that First nothing. year, you can never have crazy high expectations. This is what you want to see. You want to see hard-fought hard games. You know, yeah. Win or loss, you want to see 60 yeah. minutes. And, you know, they got the onside kick and they had a chance to win it on a Hail Mary. So, <laughs> you never ask more than that. What about Clemson and Wake Forest? That game was wild, 51-45. to 45. Wake put up 45 on that Clemson defense that many considered to be one of the best in the country. Sam Hartman had a very good game. You know, Wake pulls this off. You're definitely hearing Sam Hartman's name in there for the Heisman Trophy. Basically, you take more away from Wake Forest or Clemson or just kind of play out the way you thought it would? Uh, it definitely didn't go. I thought it definitely be a more low-scoring affair. Uh, you know, I had more faith in Clemson's defense and less faith in their offense going into that game. Uh, but so it was promising to see Wake Forest uh, take off some of that Clemson defensive hype. But at the same time, it was good to see uh, Uyunglele lead that offense and respond. You know, three drives in a row right after Wake Forest would take a lead on them in the second half. Yeah, it's important that you mention that they were able to respond because Wake Forest had several second half leads where they were up with touchdown, and then Clemson's offense responded tying the game back up, and it was really back and forth. And it was one of those situations that I, I thought differently than Bates. I thought that the game was going to be more high-scoring, more back and forth. Uh, I definitely thought Wake Forest could win the game, and they had several chances. I picked them to win it in a pick of mine. Um, I, I, I take more away um, from maybe Clemson's perspective, probably because their defense looked a little – like I, I had a feeling that Wake Forest was going to be able to have an offense, and I knew they didn't have a great defense, but seeing Clemson's defense get gashed was a – I mean, that was kind of a takeaway that I had. I thought DJ played good. I mean, I was kind of impressed with him because, yeah. I mean, I kept waiting on him to really falter. And he, he, we can want Cade Klubnik all we want to, but DJ played good, Ernest. What, what about Cade Klubnik? Is he, is he shaking or what's going on? DJ is what? He's probably a junior. He ain't been drafted. Yeah, I don't think he I, he's got there. another year, at least. Yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like Kay's going to stay there uh, unless an opportunity opens up. Uh, like, you know, maybe here. But I don't think he's transferred from Clemson to Mississippi State. But um, I don't think he saw any game time. But DJ played all right. Um, I still don't think he's great. Uh, honestly, I'd probably take Will over him, which I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of Will, but I don't dislike him. I just think he could be better. So you take Will over Uyunglele, yes, but Club Nick over Will, exactly. Okay, yeah. I'm glad we got that straight. Yeah. But actually, DJ can actually scramble though, so in the air raid it probably will work a little bit better. So I don't know. We're talking about Wake Forest, real quick, Bates. So they only failed one spot in the AP poll, and I thought that was they were at twenty, they were twenty one, fell to twenty two. Which usually see a team ranked twenty one lose a game, they're gonna fall out. 
I thought the pollsters got it right in keeping Wake in. I think their offense with yeah. Hartman, they're they're that's a good offense. I mean, they can score. You yeah, know? they're they're very much uh, in the mix all the time. You know, they say there's no such thing as good losses, but you know, it's hard to penalize a team for taking a top four team into overtime and losing a hard fought one, which they had multiple leads throughout the game. So, like you said, Polster's got this one right, kept them in. Uh, they are one of the 25 best teams in the country. 100%, I, I agree. So, yeah, I, I thought, you know, it wasn't supposed to be a very good week for games, but I thought we got a couple couple very watchable, very entertaining football games. So, that was nice, but this week there could be a lot of big games with implications on the playoff and conference championship Races. Let's start with number two Alabama at Arkansas. Alabama is a 16 point favorite. It's a pretty big number considering Bama's only true road game. They struggled kind of heavily versus Texas and very well could have lost that game. What are you gonna? What are you expecting to see out of that one, Bates? Like you just said, you kind of the reasons to be down on Bama. But on the flip side of that, Arkansas just kind of lost some of its luster and shine. Uh, not a promising performance against Missouri State two weeks ago. Yes, or yeah, yesterday. Lost their first game of the season, so this will be a big bounce-back game uh, for Pittman and the Razorbacks. See how they can respond against arguably the best team in the country. So, you know, you got to – I'm not in the business of doubting Bama, so I think, you know, that I'll take Bama to cover like I do every other game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you do that for the rest of your life, I'm going to take you – you might not have to work, but Phil. Uh, I don't really care. I just hate the fact that we glossed over the fact that Kansas State – Went into Norman, Oklahoma, <laughs> bring it up, Bill. and beat the mess out of OU. I forgot about and that. And that was amazing to watch uh, one man's trash, uh, being Scott Frost, old quarterback, Adrian Martinez, become Kansas State's treasure. I think I said in the podcast, maybe our first week or our week zero look ahead, that Kansas State could potentially win the Big 12, and they're starting their campaign off hot. Martinez uh, looked good. They own... Oklahoma, uh, three wins in the last four years, each of them being a ranked win and losing by six to them last year. Uh, OU, I'm sorry, on Father's Day, you have to wish uh, Kansas State a happy Father's Day. Back to Alabama, (laughs) Arkansas. Um, Give me the hogs. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, we, I thought Oklahoma was fraud all year and I'm glad Kansas State got the win. I Hate I forgot to bring that up, Phil. That's my team, by the way. Another game we forgot to bring up is Western Kentucky's win over FIU. Western Kentucky won that game 73 to nothing. What? Just wanted to to point that out. And this is a big step forward for a Western Kentucky program that struggled against FCS Austin P to open the year. So just. But then they had a fourth quarter lead at Big Ten Indiana. That they That's lost. true. So uh, you know, even it's an up and down year for the Hilltoppers. Yeah, but they're I think they're moving. Uh, you know, and soon they might reach the top of that. Did end, they so. cover? Yes, they did. <laughs> they did cover. So good game from the uh, Hilltoppers. Moving back on the Alabama and Arkansas. Man, I, I really, I really think Arkansas can keep this under sixteen points. But I just got, I got this feeling that Bama just might absolutely kill them. But I've, I'm a man. I believe in Arkansas, but. I don't know. It's Nick Saban. I, I'm gonna have to think on. I'm gonna have to think more on that. But I, I would really think that the crowd is gonna be the difference in this game. I think. What is it? What's the name of Arkansas Stadium? Is it uh, MM Roberts? Yeah. Is that like it? That. Yeah. They'll be yeah. calling hogs from MM Roberts. They will be calling the hogs for sure. Huge game. I thought it was like War Memorial Stadium. Maybe that's it. I, I thought I that was the one in uh, well, what, Little Rock, Arkansas oh. football. 
Stadium. What is it? Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium. Reynolds. I there, that there we go. There we go. War Memorial is the one in Little Rock. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, big game for Arkansas at home. You could argue. Oh, they're doing a red out. They are? You they're, get yeah. you get Alabama at home and you're a top 25 team. It's, Matt, you know, this is what you this is what you look for. So, Ernest, is Bama going to kill him? Will Anderson? Oh, yeah. Uh, Arkansas struggled versus A&M, and A&M does have a lot of talent, but I feel like they haven't put it together. Maybe they're just all, like, it's not really a team that's really meshed yet. Um, Arkansas, they definitely look better uh, versus the opening teams that they played at this year. But um, I think that Saban's going to take this opportunity to make a statement and be like, hey, uh, we're about to just crush this ranked Arkansas team. I mean, y'all, like, y'all, y'all think it's close, but it's not. So unless KJ just has a really, has a really good game where he makes a lot of good decisions – uh, and just plays re- re- really well, I think Bama is going to win this by at least three touchdowns, to be honest. I'm thinking it's going to be like a on a, like a 35 to 10 thing. Like I could, I could see it. I mean, but I could also see Arkansas hanging with them because, yeah. you know, Bama hadn't really played anybody outside of Texas. So, but it is Alabama. So, we'll see. That's very interesting. That's 2.30 CBS. Is game day going there? No. Yes. No. 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 Game no, no. Right. Kentucky, Kentucky Ole Miss. NC no. State Clemson. NC uh, State Clemson. It's Kentucky. God. What? Kentucky plays Ole Miss this week. Yes. Yeah. I'm hoping Kentucky curve stops. Let's Ole go Miss and talk about it. Let's oh, go yeah. and talk about it. Kentucky and Ole Miss, Ernest. They should have lost to Tulsa, but I'm hoping that Kentucky just like I don't like Will Levis, but I'm hoping that he plays like. I don't know, Prime MJ in '96, '97 or something. <laughs> like, just curve stops him. Like, I don't know. I just want there to be no fans at halftime. Like, I want it to just be murder. Wow. Like, there's I mean, not going to be any fans there already. It's an 11 a.m. kick, and the almost people sure as heck aren't showing up to an 11 a, 11 a.m. kick. Even though Kentucky is a top ten team, and I think they are valid. I think they are a top ten team. Ole Miss is a touchdown favorite in this game. I think. Historically, for the rest of our lives, Kentucky's going to be slough on no matter how many games they win. And to, and just because they're not an off, you don't think of offense when you think of Kentucky football, even though they, they're finding ways to win games the past couple years. Yeah. Kentucky's a good football team. I, I think the way Ole Miss has looked versus this garbage schedule they've played, I mean. The only can, game that stuck out, stuck out was Georgia Tech. And Georgia Tech might be the worst yeah, Power I mean, 5 team. They're all. They're, those are pretty equal quality opponents, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I and I, you know, Kentucky went on the road to the swamp, got a win over a Florida team that had a lot of confidence after beating Utah at home. Yep. So I, I think this Kentucky team, Stoops is going to have this team ready. What, what do you think the score could be with this one, Bates? I think this is absolutely going to be a low one. Uh, you know, I'm looking for a 24-20 type win. I don't think uh, Kentucky, if kid. Tucky doesn't slow down the Ole Miss offense. They allow four touchdowns. I don't think they win this game. Uh, but I think the Wildcats will slow up uh, an offense that really hasn't been tested yet and hasn't looked to be firing on all cylinders uh, out of the University of Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think we're all in agreement that we hope Kentucky kills them. We believe Kentucky Kentucky can kill them. I, I believe they can. They've had some shakiness this year against some of these lower-tier teams. Pulled out an eight-point win this last week. Kentucky did versus... Um, I believe it was Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois. Um, but other than that, they've really not shown any signs of let up. Um, I, I think the difference is going to be the big boys up front. Kentucky has a great offensive line. 
Ole Miss. They kind of tend to just live on the on the outside, kind of use their speed to their advantage, and they're not going to overpower you. Um, when it gets into a trench fight, uh, Kentucky's going to manhandle them. I, I look for the uh, the Wildcats to pull this one out. Low-scoring game, maybe like a – I'm thinking like 21-13, 21-10 kind of yeah, game. Yeah, let me point out something else while we're on the subject of Ole Miss is that I thought Matt Corral was a bum and looked like a bum, but I have not seen anybody else look like a – as much of a bum as Jackson Dart. I don't know what the heck that man's got going on with his running back tape on both arms and, like, little bit of eye black under one one eye. I don't it's know. like a smudge. I don't know what this kid's trying to do, but th- that ain't that ain't it, Chief, especially when you, you're not playing good. So, I just wanted to throw that in there. Anyway, I hope Kentucky kills him. Oklahoma State at Baylor, huge game in the Big 12. Baylor's a two-point favorite. I think Oklahoma State on paper – and with the eye test, it's looked like the better team. Not really sold on Baylor. You think Oklahoma State wins this bait? At Baylor, it's going to be a tough one. I think I think the Bears should pull this one out. Um, You're not a believer in Oak State? You are an Oak State guy. I'm a fan. <laughs> you went to their bowl game in <laughs> Arizona. <laughs> I am a fan. Doesn't make me a believer. Uh, but I, I do consistently doubt uh, the Cowboys, and, but a lot of times they find a way to – Pull it out. Last year it was a real tight game. Also, week five matchup between uh, the Cowboys and Bears, and I expect to see a very similar one, except it just flipping the other way this year. Phil, uh, Baylor's had. I don't even know what to think of Baylor. I seriously don't. They've had some great games, terrible games, i.e. BYU, and then they've gone on and played Iowa State to a seven point game. Who I don't think Iowa State is even that good. Um, it, it's it's hard to say. They're going to be at home. Two-point favorite. I would stay away from this game as much as possible. I don't trust either team to really make a, a firm pick. I think it's going to be competitive, though, yeah. clearly. I, yes. think, I think it's, it's going to be a it's going to be a close game. And based with regards to the Big 12, if Oklahoma State can pull this off, you think they're the clear favorite to win the conference? I mean, they'll be one know, which is always how you want to start conference play. <laughs> That's important, staying undefeated in, the, in conference play. Let's move on to another interesting game in a conference, the ACC. Wake Forest at Florida State. Wake with the loss last week to Clemson, as we discussed. Florida State is still undefeated. Touchdown favorite in this one. I don't know about Florida State. I like Wake. Is Florida like, State the touchdown favorite? Yeah, Florida State's touchdown favorite. Touch- oh it's at Florida State. I'll pass on that. I mean, there's a lot of energy around this Florida State team. It's probably uh, you know, the most excited they've been since 2016, I'd say. But, you know, the way Wake looked last week, it was hard for think that anyone in the ACC outside of Clemson could beat them. So, but then again, going down to uh, Tallahassee. Wake just doesn't travel well. It's just like, yeah. It's a very not it's like, interesting. It's another game. It's that's an interesting match. Competitive. Like Especially Florida State can win and stay undefeated. You know, that'd be a really big win for Florida State. Then, then we might be like, okay, Florida State might be – Right. Well, well, this is a tough three-game stretch for Florida State. They got Wake Forest at home. They go to NC State the next week, and then they got Clemson at home. Woo! So they got they we'll got three straight ranked teams. So you're going to really find out a lot about Florida State. That's as hard as it gets. This could be a look-ahead game. I, it's hard to say that, um, but they could be looking ahead to a top ten matchup next week. I doubt it. I think Norvell's going to have them ready. I still I still think Wake Forest is a team that you can kind of trust more based on the success early this year and more so last year. Um, six points. I don't know. 
I, I'll take Wake in the points. Yeah, six points. I'm not in the business that, of doubting. I think points. that line you'll see that line drop in the the four range probably. I, I think I think yeah. Florida State's got the edge because they're at home and that, that's about it. But you know Hartman's been absolutely electric since coming back. So I yeah I'm the thing is a fascinating game. It may not be as big on a national stage, but definitely definitely an interesting game in the ACC. One more game in the ACC before we discuss our game. NC State at Clemson. Clemson's a touchdown favorite at home versus NC State. Bates, are you a believer in NC State? I'm not a believer in NC State. Uh, like I just said, I think Wake Forest second best team. Uh, NC State hasn't really done, you know, they started the year off 12, 13, somewhere in that range. Um, and then really just they, haven't gone anywhere just by avoiding losing. They play UConn that and Charles. Yeah. East Carolina, Charleston Southern, Texas Tech, and UConn. And that East uh, East Carolina game, was, yeah, <laughs> it was back and forth. They easily could have lost that one. By a chin I, hair. I do think that Texas Tech win, that's an impressive one. Um, no, but, come on. Uh, the Tech. way they did it. Uh, okay. Sure. Uh, but that being said, you know, I don't think if they didn't start where they are, uh, building off of last year's performance, we wouldn't be talking about them as, you know, on the verge of a top ten team. Now, Devin Leary is a very good. He's quarterback. a good quarterback, but they've got a lot of question marks outside of yeah. him. You know, I think other years, you know, we'd be talking about right around the twenty in the twenties for being ranked. This could be a huge game. I think Clemson's confidence is going to be pretty high after that Wake win. Feeling yeah. they snuck out of there with a win versus a good Wake team. As you heard Dabo Swinney say after the game, you, you could tell he was kind of like. We kind of kind of got away with one. Yeah, yeah, we got away with one here. Sam was throwing straight dimes. Like I mean, I was looking at balls. I was like, bro, I like I I could have caught that. Like, <laughs> I was like, dude, just giving it right there, like every time. So I mean, that's scary. Yeah, but as I was saying, that was a big game for Clemson's confidence, and I think if I think they're high on confidence now, but I think if they can beat this NC State team at home, even though NC State might turn out to be bad, they still got the ranking right now. Clemson can start building some momentum, and it's still Davos Swain. It's still Clemson. If they're undefeated, they're undefeated Clemson at the end of the year. I don't care. They're going to be in the playoff. Yep. You know, and that should be. That's just how it is. Yeah, and one thing I want to mention before we move on, I'm not sure if y'all – I didn't watch this game live, but I saw the highlights, the uh, Pac-12 after dark game, UFC. Ooh, I Oregon watched that live. State. Great game. Bro, four turnovers, and it was still – that close? Yeah, like, the four interceptions from the Oregon State starting quarterback, and they had a chance to win it late in the game. Yeah. Like. USC might be very overrated. Very. Overrated. I was a believer in SC. Yeah, that, that game was closer than I expected. Definitely. A, that was your classic who's staying up late enough to see if USC is good or not. Because Oregon State historically has been a pretty bad team. But I, I think. Oregon State's a good team. Or, yeah. They're or, a lot better. Yeah, Oregon, Oregon State. Oregon State is. Definitely a better team. So, yeah, I think Clemson, NC State, big game, obviously, in the ACC. Whoever whoever wins that kind of going to control their own destiny, obviously, in the conference, be, be the marquee win. What about our game, Mississippi State, Texas A&M? We are a three-point favorite currently over the 17th-ranked Aggies. And the over-under in this game, which I think is one of the most astonishing aspects of this game, is 46-and-a-half. For Mike Leach coached air raid offense, that's a very – I would dare to say that. When's the last time Mike Leach had an over-under at 46? Uh, I mean – Maybe uh, never. Under about, 50? Yeah, I don't know. How about say, if any chance it'd be in 2020, uh, we, you know, we have many games putting up nothing at all. So, outside of that, I wouldn't know when. 
Jeez, that's low. So, what's your analysis, base? What's what's it going to take to win? What do you think's going to happen? Uh, I like you're talking about the being shocked by the low uh, over under total, and even with that, I would like take the under in this game uh, if I were to be betting. So, I I don't think a lot of points will be scored. I think Max Johnson, Will Rogers. They'll throw the ball around, but it'll be conservative plays. Well, I think we'll see the Mississippi State team that played against LSU. That offense, not so much the one against Bowling Green. Um, you think we can win the game with the offense? I think we can. Uh, you know, we're, they're not as much of a threat uh, from the quarterback position to run the ball. Max Johnson isn't going to tear us up if, he, if we break contain. Um, and I think Max Johnson is going to also be a kind of a game manager type as well, put in that performance and. I see a low score. He was a game. pretty good game manager, though. Yeah, you got to give uh, yeah, Max Johnson a little bit of credit. Nothing against game managers, but they don't. You know, you're not wor- you don't game plan for them. You game plan for their weapons. Yeah, A chain is he's a real deal. That was, yeah, that was going to be my take. Just I want to see this kind of our first big test against a running back who's going to be explosive. I didn't think LSU really had that. Uh, none of the teams we quarterback played run was so more. far. Yeah, none of the teams so far have had a running back that's kind of going to gash us. So I'd like to see the way our run defense is going to be able to step up here. I think it's probably one of our strongest assets too, defensively. And so uh, if we're able to bottle them up in the run game, kind of force Max Johnson to throw the ball, um, it'll hit the under and we'll win this game. So I I, I kind of disagree with Bates in the sense that I think if the LSU offense shows up, I, I don't think we're going to win the game. I think this game needs to go over for – or at least – I'll. I want to see us score some points, and I just think that we're going to have to move the ball better than we did versus LSU, especially in the second half. Oh, yeah. And we're going to have to see some more downfield plays. You know, we ran the ball a lot versus LSU. You know, I don't think – I mean, we're going to have to just – we're going to have to run the airway, and the airway is going to have to work. I mean, we mm-hmm. kind of tried to run the ball a little bit too much versus LSU maybe. Got a little hesitant with the passing game, but – I just think this game is going to be on the offense. I'm not worried about the defense. I think A&M's offense is not scary enough to where our defense should just be shaken. I think they're going to be able to run the ball, but I think our run game, our run defense is arguably one of our strengths. The reason that it was bad versus LSU was just because of the quarterback run was a large part of that. Don't really have to worry about that with Max Johnson. But I think our run defense is good. I think this game is going to come down to the quarterback. And Bates, you know, I, I kind of mentioned this. I can't remember who I brought this up to, but is is this game arguably the biggest game in Mike Leach's tenure at Mississippi State? Every game is the most important game. They, well, I mean, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. But I'm this serious though. Is I'm the like, most important this game. this is a big game because if we, you know, we talked about we play LSU, A and M, Arkansas, Kentucky, and I mean those are our first four SEC games. And if we start zero and two in that stretch, I mean. Well, we're already on one because we're yeah. LSU. So. But question marks start coming up about, well, what can we do this season? But the opposite is, Bates, if we win this game, what what does that do for the team? I mean, it makes you feel good. Winning they say winning fixes a lot of problems. Um, it's a lot easier to get in the film room and correct mistakes after a win than it is after a loss. Um, and I think that's the most important thing with an air raid offense is you're not learning new concepts every week. It's just perfecting the ones that are already in the system. So going in and just getting those reps – Every week, I think that's better to be in a good, loose mood after a win. Are we going to win, Ernest? Be honest. Didn't one of A&M's 
top offensive prospect, like Anias. Anias Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then he get like. Yeah, he's out. He's he's gonna be out for the game. I think yeah, but they do not. They That's Matt Johnson true. threw the ball like thirteen times. They're not. I'm not worried. I mean, them missing a receiver is not gonna affect their offense. I don't think. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I think this is probably fifty fifty. Uh. If they string together some plays like they did versus Arkansas, I think that they're that they're gonna win it out. Um, but if we can limit the errors on special teams, turnovers, no fumbles, all that stuff, I think that we've got a good shot. Special so, teams, I think, is gonna be huge in this game, especially yeah. if it's low scoring, like you think, Bates. Mm-hmm. Special teams could decide this football game. Special teams decides every football game. And then, then you, you make a very good argument it did versus LSU. Yep. I mean, you can absolutely very strong argument we win that game versus LSU with our special teams performing perfectly. But like I was saying earlier, huge game for Jimbo Fisher, huge game for Mike Leach. I think this is going to be a classic SEC game. It's going to be close. I don't see either team blowing either team out. Uh, I really don't. Bates is laughing at the Jimmy Garoppolo. They threw a pick six, but before that, Jimmy Garoppolo ran out the back of the end zone, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> classic. <laughs> Classic Jimmy G. But like I was saying, this is gonna I'm gonna be nervous, I'm gonna be anxious, but I think this is really gonna set the tone for the next football games. If we lose, it's gonna be really pessimistic about playing yes. an Arkansas team and then going to Kentucky. Yeah. If we win, we're gonna think we can definitely beat Arkansas at home and then we'll see what happens with Kentucky and Oxford on Saturday to base our decision on the Kentucky game. We did fail to mention Something that I thought was interesting, Ernest brought up on on Saturday. You know, Bates, your Irish finally got a big win over North Carolina, and they won last week as well. They're two and two on the well. Year. This was Bowling actually up towards bowl eligibility. I'm excited to see what they do next. Ernest said that Marcus Freeman is the most attractive coach in college football, though. <laughs> Ernest, Ernest, I mean, there's got to be a reason why they're always pen- like they're in, like. Half the game was just us staring at Marcus Freeman's hairline. Like, I mean, I was like... Bro, what like, do you mean by we? Or was it just a youth problem? No, it was a camera. Everybody. Isaac noticed it, too. Like, every time, just... The camera's just always on Marcus Freeman. I'm like, is this the second coming of Jesus or something? Like, I mean... Hey, he they were shooting him almost as much as the, the football. football. I was like, bro, like... And then, I'm not sure... I'm not sure if it was you or Isaac that was saying that, you, that they think that he can bench more than half the team or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, I just hope he doesn't put himself in the same situation that Ime Doka is in right now. Well, I'm not sure if he's married or not, but... Uh, we, Marcus Freeman? We don't yeah. care. I don't, I, he, I don't know. He's talking about NBA. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Base was like, what happened? I'm not sure if... Uh, I thought that was interesting, though, but... <laughs> <laughs> We have covered a lot in this episode. It's been it's been a good episode. Thank you all for listening and we hope to have you again next week.